0: Hey, awesome nerds, and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the weekly podcast where we rewatch and recap television shows you really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept, and characters could be used in role-playing games. I am your host, Jeremy, and I am joined, sadly, for the final time of this series uh, with by Nina, my lovely oh. co-host.
1: It is sad. I'm sad. Yeah, I had yeah. such a fun time rewatching. well, most of the time. I would say <laughs> 85% of the time it was all right. Mm, maybe a little lower. I meant being a bit generous, fond memories looking back. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we did it, everyone. Well done. We did. I'm so proud we of got, you.
0: We got through the first <laughs> season of Star Trek Next Generation, and it was a blast. It was great. It,
1: it was a phaser blast from the past. Yeah, oh.
0: a phaser blast set to stun because it was stunning.
1: Ooh, ooh, it stunned us, thrilled us to bits. There were so many good, exciting ideas, mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm. lots of bad, bad, never yes. seen, should have seen the light of day ideas. Um, yes. Which I think you can, you know, we can all learn from, hopefully. I think it really was a learning
0: experience for everyone involved, those watching and those uh, those yeah. making it. Of Kind of there was that element of what not to do in a lot of cases. And yeah. it, that brings us to like our first point about D&D and stuff. Is the audience in a TV show the players in a D&D game or like in a role playing game? Are they the ones that are kind of collaborating and their feedback gets like, oh, well, they really like this episode. Maybe we should do more episodes like that. Is that kind of or is it just not able to be be related in that way?
1: Ah, I see what you're saying. Like the yeah. audience is the are the players. Yeah, yeah. It does have that vibe very early on of of the DM sort of throwing stuff in, uh, in terms of storytelling, just to see what sticks and lands mm. well. Like particularly with the as an example, the Ferengis. Like, oh, we'll have yeah. the Ferengis be the big baddies, and that failed miserably because, you know, reasons, um, <laughs> durable reasons, and racist reasons. I, racist yeah racist reasons uh which is a prominent theme i think in this season unfortunately so but yeah i I definitely get that vibe uh that the writers were acting a lot like a dm in the sense that they were just throwing Mm. shit to see what sticks uh but does that like we were talking briefly before about you know how the storytelling in Say a campaign or this sort of like slice of life, like story uh, or or series sort of driven storytelling. How do you usually run your campaigns, Jeremy? Do you plan like out this overarching big plot, like all the all of the main plot points and the hooks and the and the the main beats ahead of time, or do you? uh, Yeah, I generally
0: do. Yeah, I generally have a couple of main areas planned out ahead of time. A lot of it is because I like to run off uh, modules or adapt modules or adapt adventures I find elsewhere because coming up with my own is a hell of a lot of work and the anxiety (laughs) of going, did they enjoy it? Was it balanced? It's like, no, no, how about I just do what someone else does and then they can be blamed. Um, (laughs) Yeah. What I particularly like to do is go, this is something I'd really enjoy running. This might be a street that eats memories or something. So (laughs) I find a way to put it into the campaign I'm already running. Like if they're going to be hunting a dragon at the end, I'm like, well, maybe someone with information on the dragon used to live on this street. So they've got to go there for whatever reason. They have a little adventure there and then they get the information and they move on.
1: Nice. Yeah, I I love that kind of gameplay, especially as a player, as well as, I guess, yeah, looking at it from a DM perspective. Because so long as the players are having fun, like... That's the main point of the game. And also it adds to their enjoyment of the overarching plot when they get to like those main points, like mm. if, if you know what I mean, even if it's, you know, a little bit stripped back and basic, it's still really fun because they've managed to have this great time with sort of these cool adventures along the way that has mm. you've sort of like, you know, Manufactured or sidled on in like a beautiful pie in another pie, like you know <laughs> what I mean? It's like I yeah. got it in that little slice. It's a turkin. It's a it's a yeah. It's a wait. Is it is it tadurk Isn't it a to t- Wait. A turkin is
0: a yeah, chicken inside a duck inside, in a, a, duck inside duck a turkey. Inside a
1: turkey. Yes, I. I said that word yesterday in reference to like a cardboard box inside of another cardboard box because my partner was taking mm. out the trash, and I'm like, "Are you to But I I thought it was something else. I think I said like uh, a <laughs> I I called it a duckin. <laughs> Fuck! I didn't know it was a turkin. That makes more sense because you start with the duck. Oh, wait, no. No. you, start, well,
0: with you, duck? St- you start, start with the chicken. You start with the chicken, and then you put the, the chicken inside the duck, yeah, and then you okay. put the duck inside the turkey.
1: Are ducks smaller than chickens So though? I thought they were roughly the same size. No ducks Maybe. Is, ducks are bigger than chickens. Sorry. Uh, they look about the same size. Maybe they do look on on the about the same size, chicken. but
0: if you get rid of a lot of the, the stuff, like you can get a really big duck. And then the yeah. turkey's even bigger than that, so.
1: Yeah, dang. Yeah, turkeys are fucking huge. Nah, don't even yeah. talk to me about turkeys. They they're massive. <laughs> fucking anyway, um getting off track a little bit there, but <laughs> uh
0: That's my yeah, nice storytelling style. Storytelling,
1: storytelling. Yes, bring it all back onions like a layer Um, i
0: do find that there is a drawback to my style where a lot of the time after a couple of weeks of a not a side quest but of information gathering i get players asking why what what are we here for like what's my main goal Because (laughs) they forget what the overarching pod is because they haven't had it like checked in over and over
1: I've I've had that happen a couple of times in games, and it, and it can be a little bit overwhelming as a player to have a lot of different stuff kind of thrown at you every single session. Uh, but like in the sense that, you know, our memories probably aren't as expansive as like and don't have everything as planned out as you are when you're DMing. Because when you're DMing, mm. you have books. You've planned everything in advance, like, to you've a point. Notes, like,
0: and you you've got the notes and you got the beats, yeah.
1: You've got the spreadsheets up. You've got, like, you know, you've got everything up and on the same page. And you kind of have, like, also being a DM, having to, like, to sort of think on the spot a little and go with the flow of, like, the players, mm. uh, having to piece that in as well. It's it, it can be a little bit overwhelming as a player, if you don't have everything in front of you so yeah I, I, I agree it can be a bit much but uh i still think in the end it makes for a, a better time because you have this beautiful like interwoven story all the way through and like when you have a brilliant dm it's <laughs> like you know it's it makes it great it makes it like oh you plan this all along and it's like yes but yes
0: of course i did
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit, but yes i did <laughs> maybe i, I no. think that's
0: certainly the the style i prefer i know the other way of well, they, it can be called a West Marches. It can be called a Keep on the Borderlands style. I guess an episodic more nature that that Star Trek that we saw is where it's every week it's just a different adventure and there's yeah. no real through line apart from them all being on the ship. Yes. And I'm, I think I'm going to be trying this now because I'm starting a Spelljammer campaign and that feels like exactly the sort of adventure that would work really well, that yeah. they're just... They're pirates and hey, you heard about treasure on this planet. Down you go. Oh, there's a problem. Maybe you gotta fix it. Maybe you gotta go into those ruins. At the end of the session, hey, you found it or you didn't. Off you go again. New yeah. adventures, everybody. Yeah, and- I kinda
1: I, I really like that idea because it's more of a like natural, everything kind of feels spontaneous and natural because you're all in the same environment and like things just happen and it's like mm. it 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 yeah, it's nice. And if I no, want to,
0: I can have like recurring characters, recurring themes, or something like that. I can have, oh, this villain got away. Okay, four sessions down the track. Oh, look, they're back, and they remember you now. Kind of, yeah. kind of adventure.
1: Yeah, like, which, which you know- when Q
0: shows up again in next yeah. gen,
1: and, and there's no real like plot-driven reason why he's there. He just kind of rocks up for a day or like three or two to fuck with a ship uh yeah that's great where you have that more episodic like format where you can just throw things at the players and see what happens (laughs) Mm. uh and the whole journey is just you know you're adventuring through space like your 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 main objective is to learn and discover and so each and maybe you have like say a small like you could approach overarching stories you know main plots like the borg maybe later down the track like mm. something happens with that so you can do that for like the season or or a, a campaign well, even
0: even once they get into the borg it's still like one or two episodes together right it's not over it's not a um yeah you're right it's season not over- long arc
1: Yeah, actually, you're right. Because everything is broken down into these, like to episode per episode. And those Borg episodes, yeah, there's like maybe one or two. Uh, But then they get kind of continued sometimes later down the road. But like, it's always different. uh, Yeah, different objectives, different.
0: Mm. It's like they show up again and there's something else that they need to figure out. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, they find a Borg alone, and they're like, ooh, what do we do with it? Because the Borg was so bad, and, you know, Wolf happened. Wolf, whatever it was. Wolf 359. F- yeah, 359 with Patrick Stewart becoming the Le- Viticus.
0: I still have – I feel like I've missed a, a key element of Star Trek because I've watched most of Next Gen. Mm-hmm. And that episode just doesn't really, like, track in my memory of being particularly important.
1: I remember, and I feel screwed. like I missed it. Like yeah, I must sort of have th- seen it. I think it's one of those things because it's only two episodes. Like I think it's yeah. Like he gets uh, There's one. The episode where they find the Borg, he gets kidnapped by the Borg, and then I think it's only those two episodes. And then the next episode after that is him going home and having to like deal with the like the trauma of having. So he, he goes back to his villa in France, and uh, and is very French for like that episode and Wait, that's so,
0: it. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> this is a wrap oh, yeah, up episode. Look, Everyone gets spoilers in like wrap up episodes.
1: Anybody here, you know, we know. We all yeah. Know,
0: but yes. So, so in the first episode where they encounter him, he gets kidnapped and turned into, into what's his face? Leviticus. No,
1: the first episode they encounter the Borg is the episode where Q throws them ahead. No, no, no. no.
0: I, I remember that. I mean, when oh, yeah, yeah. the wolf, wolf three, five, nine episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Picard gets kidnapped and turned And by the end of the episode, is he turned back or is that that they just skip over that In the next episode they've recovered him and, and quickly no, deal with his PTSD.
1: No. So it's it's three episodes, really. It's the okay. first episode. First episode, they find the Borg. He gets kidnapped by the Borg and it ends on the cliffhanger of, oh, he's kidnapped by the Borg. What are we going to do? And in the yeah. second episode, it's like, oh, he's Leviticus. We're using him as a mouthpiece for the a human mouthpiece for the Borg. And it's like, mm. oh, no, he's been Borgified. And then somehow, I can't remember exactly, but they get him back. They get him and back. And then the third episode, isn't really connected to those two but kind of is it's more about him being like i'm you know taking a holiday because i've got I've, trauma i've got trauma and i need a ptsd just you know a bit of a chill time um so i'm gonna go deal with my family which is a whole other bag of beans but yeah, yeah. it's uh it's so yeah but that's the thing you're right they're not overarching like it doesn't it doesn't cover the whole series it's just mm. sort of used it's for themes. attention yeah it's themes and it's like i think they throw in a couple of bulger episodes in the later seasons at the end of like each season just to be like oh we need to end the season on a cliffhanger so people come back yeah. come back for more get this juicy juicy goodness nom, nom. um and yeah that's uh but it this is so much more i think for a d and, a d, d game to have like this or a role-playing game to have it be more episodic makes sense in a lot yeah. of ways because you can just have like, short sort of, like, one-shot campaigns like that, or not even one-shots, but just throw it in for, like, a couple of, I guess, sessions. Yeah, you you have a
0: dungeon you go to.
1: Yeah, because that's kind of how it naturally plays out when you're playing a game anyway Mm. sometimes. Like, sometimes you can't finish a combat session because you've only got four hours, you know? Or, like, you... So you're stuck halfway through a combat, and you're like, oh, no! Oh, and then it ends on a perfect cliffhanger. <laughs> and they're like, what's going to happen next time? And then you come back and you kill all the baddies. But, uh, yeah, you but
0: kill yeah. them very quickly is what happens. Yes. Usually, it takes can we get one more round. This?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we, fucking, we need to end this every solo health. And also it's like, oh, well, we could have just kept going.
0: Oh, well, oh. no, no. I always feel that the cliffhangers in d and you, like, realize, oh, no, there's so many monsters around. Like, you, I always try to end before combat starts rather than midway through. Ah, yeah. Because yeah, I know but- combat can go really quickly, but it all well, combat in world goes really quickly, but combat with players can end up being really oh, long.
1: Hours. <laughs> not even, even, like-
0: even just like one round can be like a good half hour <gasps> oh. or so. And it was like, okay, great. How about we just do this next time? It's like, there's, yeah. I know there's 20 minutes to go, but let's just do this next time because it's going to end halfway through and it's not going to, it's not going to be as epic. As yeah, waiting yeah. to find out what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I I used to be pretty um pretty tough on my like when it comes to when it came to sitting through sessions like that because it's like no Ooh. come on we got to do it we're all here for the d like it was also because like it's the dms like time and it's all about right. time and we're like we can do this we can do this but I've gotten a bit shit about it now because I'm just like you know what no I I know in the in the case of sometimes when we're playing a session like mental health when you're like <laughs> yeah. when it's been like five hours and you're all sitting there and you're like god damn it i just want to like <laughs> not think about this for like five minutes uh, it just kind of gets to a point where you're like no i'm really tired can we just can we just, can we just stop just can skip we just- it Pause the baddies for like, and we'll kill them next time. We promise. And then yeah. you come back next session and you're fresh and you're ready. And you're like, all right, baby. And it's like done in like minutes. And you're like, yeah, fuck. That's what we needed. That's what we needed. That's what we live for. Anyway. And then um, we
0: lose and have a shopping episode for the rest of the.
1: Yes. And then we don't do any combat related episodes for like two, two, mm-hmm. two sessions. Uh, that's a fun time. But yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's it's good. I like this kind of, I, I think I've learned a lot from this season. One of those things being that I forgot how much fun it would be to have, like, being a sci-fi campaign, because I've been yeah. playing Dungeons and Dragons for a very long time, yeah. um, and I haven't really explored any other. But I would really like to, have you, did you end up uh, looking into the- I do have
0: Star Trek Adventures. I haven't really looked. Ooh. A lot of it is, a lot of the book is uh, law um, okay, about cool. the game and the world, not not the data law um, oh, law. <laughs> there's nothing about him in there. Some of it is the mechanics, uh, okay. which honestly I kind of looked at and went, "Cool, I'm sure those work." I'm not particularly interested in reading about the mechanics, uh, but they did seem like a pretty good way of doing things, particularly some of the role play aspects. Um, I think I mentioned before, when you're trying to convince someone of something, you need to prevent prevent evidence or logic.
1: (gasps) Nice. I love that. That's great.
0: Uh, And that will give you better roles or it will help you out in those ways. And it's kind of like, okay, so here you're appealing to their logic. Here you're appealing to the facts. Here you're appealing to emotion. So make a role based on that. And, of course, if someone's, like, more charismatic, then passion's gonna be better if somebody's more factual and logical, logic's gonna be better there. But what if you fail there, you gotta go back and do something else. Like that's not gonna work oh. again because they don't trust you in that way anymore. And that I really like. That felt very Star Treky.
1: Yeah. Where it was like, I'm, here's a
0: problem and you go out and find the evidence and you present it to the the antagonist and they're like, oh shit, you're right.
1: Yeah. We've got to swap <laughs> like sides. A, <laughs> like a good NPC is just like, I'll remember that for later. Like yeah. I'll- <laughs> Uh, like a telltale story plot. She's like, hmm, what's his face members?"
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, that
1: makes sense. And it's very Star Trek-ish. S- and God. I can
0: see that in episodes. Like I'm thinking, um, what was the one with the children, where the children got kidnapped? Um,
1: children got kidnapped? Oh, with Wesley getting kidnapped. With Wesley getting kidnapped. Wesley. Uh, uh, when the bow yeah. breaks.
0: Yeah, episode yes, 16. That so one. <laughs> that one, uh, when they present the evidence to the control or whatever it is. You can mm. see that they're presenting this evidence and they're appealing in different ways, and maybe they're rolling poorly.
1: Yeah, yeah. But what they've the been role, able like to logic do, roles yeah, they're they're
0: their so. logic rolls aren't working, their evidence rolls aren't working. But then they have someone else on their side when their do- when his daughter or whoever it is um, talks to him instead. It's like that's the added advantage they've convinced a different NPC to like make a plea on their behalf. Yeah, that's cool. And that I I like. You can see it, that they've developed the system based on the show. Like, they've gone, Mm -hmm. what are the mechanics we see often in the show? And how do we replicate that in the game?
1: That's really cool. That's awesome.
0: That being said, I would... I like my swashbuckling sword fighting. Yeah. (laughs) I would like to play Star Trek Adventures as, like, a once a month, maybe once every couple of months, where it is that episodic nature. Where I get given, oh, you're going down to the planet and everyone kind of knows what their jobs are on the crew and it'd have to be the same group every time. Or well, maybe like some people coming in and out. But I feel yeah, it have you to be different a different
1: s- ensigns, different commanders. So yeah. like, you know, they're always coming. That's
0: that's another, another on thing on that's it. really great about it, that you build up more than one character. <gasps> that you yeah! create your own character and then you as a table, I think it is, or you develop NPCs that you kind of control as well. That Duh. go down to the um the planets on the way teams and they're the ones doing stuff in the engine room that you're kind of in charge of because oh, your main yeah. character's on the bridge doing stuff or maybe yes, your main I, character's in engineering.
1: I think I think I remember you telling me about this. Like that's that's an awesome idea because it gives you the, like the breadth of like the whole ship, you know, to mm. like have fun and explore the different parts that you wouldn't necessarily look. Like, because if you're just playing one member of the bridge crew, you're not going to be able to have fun exploring, meeting, having that like grand like esque yeah. kind of view of like the internal everyday happenings of the ship which and I, it's like, I think if is you want
0: to play Trek- the, the everyday yeah yeah
1: no that's all I was gonna say is, Star okay. Star Trek is very much like that.
0: <laughs> um if you want to play Beverly Crusher, Beverly Crusher's not an every away team.
1: Yeah. But she's think- not on the bridge all the time. She's not you know always in the happening and part of the ship. She's fucking doing her own cute little thing, being a yeah. bit
0: but it's really easy to have an NPC that you control be in there for the scenes. Mm. And you go, well, that's that's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to be there for. So you're always sort of there for the action. Yeah. And even if they're like, okay, cool, we need to send two of the main characters away on an away team. All right, we'll send four security staff. Quickly come up with some security staff. Here are some stats. Off you go
1: yeah yeah or have them yeah have them in the back burner like have them pre-prepped and so like yeah. hey i have like this cool i don't know yeah ensign you know other lieutenant or something and that, that i think that would be good for this mission and being like that's great because it gives you it also puts you yeah i love that that's awesome it puts you and in the mindset of the of the main player character as well because like if I, you're one of the bridge crew you just fuck around and do whatever you want mm-hmm. yeah you're right kind
0: of like you're fucking around doing whatever you want <laughs>
1: Fucking around, being a bard, being a rogue, or some sort of bard-rogue
0: combo. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> I like that for the game master as well because it means that you do have that red shirt element that you mm. can increase the stakes by, hey, one of your NPCs who you know the name of and feel attached I to, died. just Could die. we just killed you for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. But when we're showing you that the main character's are in trouble as well, but I'm not having to kill a main character to do it. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. why red shirts were there.
1: Yeah, This is, like, yeah. very much
0: the feel. It's like if there was a red shirt in in um, uh, Skin of Evil, Tasha wouldn't have died.
1: Yeah, because it, it adds that suspense and adds that, like, risk um, without there being, like, dramatic, I guess, like, season-affecting cuts like Tasha fucking Yar. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it would have just been some, like, I don't know. Anyway, Skinner I hate Skinny Pete. Well, just that's on a, on a on side
0: of- with it's a, one of the worst episodes ever. It's so oh, poorly done. They could have killed her off in so many better ways, and yeah. it felt very much like they just did it so that they could have that end farewell to everyone.
1: It's awful, awful. But even that, like, if they were going to base the whole episode off that, like, there were, could have been so many better ways of doing that that made more logical sense than mm-hmm. having her just die and nonsense anyway. Sorry, what were you going to say? Were you going to say (laughs)
0: something? I was going to say, just a a slight aside for D&D, there's a lot of creatures that when they kill someone um, or bring them to zero hit points, they, like, immediately raise it as a zombie or, like, they get to drag its soul and, like, devour it or something like that. And when you're playing against player characters, you very rarely get to do that.
1: Uh, yeah because you know because you know player
0: characters and <laughs> yeah. and th- and they're they're fucking monsters they're more monstrous than the the monsters they're fighting sometimes yeah. uh so a lot of the time when I use a monster like that, I'll have some peasants or some nPCs or some commoners around that they find that creature fighting to begin with, so they get to see ah. this cool ability of it of it doing that
1: ah nice, that's clever, so that keeps like, them sort of yeah. A, a, great ex- a great
0: example in in um, Spelljammer is that vampires vampires are a thing. Uh Vampirates? Vampires. They're, like- they're pirates who are also vampires.
1: Oh my god. That's
0: it's it's incredible. so rare. Uh, wow. Essentially when they um, when they kill someone with their energy they don't suck blood, they just like drain energy out of people. Okay. And when they do that, the person dies, but then you could create a shadow of them that fights with the pirate.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool.
0: And having these these vampires attack your player's crew, their player's ship, it's very easy to kill one of the crew, and you see suddenly your crewmate stand back up and start fighting you, and it's like, oh shit, we got to deal with these guys because otherwise all our crew are going to be against us.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's like a, a good way of doing it because you've already got these NPCs just sitting around. They're, I mean, this is what NPCs are for—they're to show people what the world is like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Sort of used as an example of like what what could happen potentially. What could happen uh, to you? Yeah, and you if you continue taking drugs. But yeah, uh I like that because nobody likes having their character possessed or like taking over. Everyone gets really mad. Yeah. And then like, yeah, it's like, well, I, I can't do anything. I'm I'm not in control of this. This is beyond my, <laughs> mm-hmm. beyond my doing, um, which is a bit intense. So yeah, if you have a really long campaign or like, you know, you get become attached to a character in any way, it kind of sucks seeing that happen. So having, having like, yeah, multiple characters that you play. So like, even if you just have like the main British crew peeps, is like your main kind of dude, the whole time, having little minions that can go off and have fun adventures on the side that you Mm. also are in control of is very cool. I like that. That's very very Star Trek.
0: It's a really, really good idea. I think they've done a very good job on it. And I would like to play it, but I'm, like I was saying, I prefer that swashbuckler feel. And fantasy is something that I particularly enjoy a little bit more, so I'm not sure if I'd want to dedicate more than one campaign to it.
1: Yeah. It is very hard to get people who are also interested in Star Trek as well to yeah. sort of commit themselves to. Because like I, I feel like a lot of people have that same reaction. It's like, no, oh, it'd be boring. And D&D is so much fun because it's fantasy and anything can happen. Yeah. And this is like this, you know, D&D. It's a it's a whole bunch of books and lore and information. Uh, I think
0: a lot of D&D is also, you're fighting monsters. That's what the game is when it boils down to it. You're off fighting monsters yeah and star trek at its heart is you're talking to the monsters and figuring out what they want and trying to find the best solution and it's a lot more philosophical yes and i like that i particularly like watching that having to do that i find a lot more confronting and tricky Mm. because Mm. i generally at some point i'm like well you're not going to help me, I'm not going to help you by... I mean, this is kind of my frustration with a lot of the things that they do. I'm like, fucking, just, just teleport him out, Picard. Stop talking about the Prime Directive just do it, kind of <laughs> attitude. And it's like, no, the important thing is that you hold to the Prime Directive.
1: Yeah, and you hold to your values. And you can yeah. see that really well displayed in front of you when, you yeah, say you're watching it and when people have a very good understanding of their character. But, like... But, like, as a player struggling to do that, sometimes you do just want to hit something with a brick or throw yeah. them out the airlock or some such, you know. It doesn't... <laughs> so I can see how, yeah, it would probably be a little <laughs> less on point with Star Trek sometimes. I certainly uh, think
0: some of the most interesting episodes would be something like The Lonely Among Us, where there's something in the ship and it's moving around. And you just... Mm-hmm. as a An entire session where you're like, oh, there's no idea what's wrong with the ship and we're running from place to place and dealing with all these problems. Because that's another aspect of it. Most of the time, you're dealing with a problem, just trying to fix it, Um, and then at the end, it's like revealed. Oh, we figured we trapped it. We figured out how to get it out. Now we're just going to launch it out into space. Maybe it's intelligence. Maybe it's not. It was being a dick, so we got rid of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, those episodes obviously are not super on brand with the idea of oh, this is. this is the prime directive, good thing to do. Let's not, you know, fuck with a race. That or we don't, or don't even just about. trying to
0: find a way to communicate with it. It's like a good portion of that would be the game master setting out the problem. It's like, you have this creature in front of you. It has no way of talking to you, but you know, it's friendly and it's got something that needs to say, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it delivers to the player a moral quandary of like you need to not punch it you need to yeah. think of a way around this and you need actually you know use your brain in a sense <laughs> uh so what are you gonna do and i like i like D campaigns and more like that <laughs> like i don't tend to want to just go in for combat like if there's a blue dragon it could eat me i would still like to try and talk to if not seduce the blue dragon like (laughs) there's always another option um
0: seduce with friendship
1: yeah seduce with yeah friendship why not just have a good cuddle puddle or some such but like yeah i i i I, yeah it's having having that swashbuckler adventure kind of like vibe to a game is also super fun because you never know what's going to happen next and i feel like maybe something where it's episodic and you're kind of confined to a ship could Mm. be a little bit not boring but maybe get a little bit tedious after a while but like i've never played it maybe a little stale but like i don't i don't think you would run into that problem for a while because like there's i mean there's a lot of stuff that you could you could pull out of a hat just Mm. from the star trek like i don't know uh
0: the watching the shows, yeah, they beat so much stuff. It's like yeah. you just go, okay, well, one of your crew is arranged to be married.
1: Yeah, one of your like, crew is you trapped on a planet under a rubble and yeah. you're stuck on a planet that wants to attack and kill everything. Like uh, what's it called? Like a weaponized planet with yeah. what's his face. You've you've got two creatures that uh, you know speak in binary and they're dying and <laughs> they tried to do something to what happened in that episode. They tried to do something to the ship. Yeah, they
0: were trying to store all their all their planet on the ship.
1: Oh, that's right. It was fucking with the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it wasn't really no, fucking no. with the ship. It's more like they stole the ship to to do it.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. See, now, again, that would be really interesting. I feel that Star Trek Adventures particularly lends itself, or this episodic nature lends itself to swapping the Game Master around.
1: Yeah. <gasps> yeah, bitch. I didn't even think about that. That's a great idea. Wow. That,
0: that, yeah, like everybody, everyone at the table, everyone in the group creates a character and maybe one person's a captain, one person's second in command. But each week or even like just do it over 10 days and yeah. every day it's a different person steps up. They've got one page of adventure that they're going to run. It might be just two hours or something, but this is mm-hmm. the adventure the ship goes on. And hey, Geordie's not in it this week because he's running the game.
1: Yeah. Or like, I don't know, Troy just fucked off because, yeah, Will's because she's having a romantic, the romantic... <laughs> because she's winning the game and Will's having a romantic affair with something. I love that idea. That's a great idea. That's that's really cool. That that gives every, it, it gives it enough breadth and space for people to explore the things they want to, but also mm. keep it spicy, you know? Yeah. a little different. Um, and it also
0: gets that element of, well, here's just an idea. Because it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be, this is my night, I'm just going to come up with a philosophical problem and see what they come up with.
1: Yeah, it could be as big as, you know, there's an assault on the ship by another ship because of Romulans. Mm. Or it could be small as Data wants to learn to love. Or yeah. <laughs> Data, you know. Here's Data a,
0: wants to find a trombone.
1: Data wants to bone a trombone. Data wants to something. Wow. It's. <laughs> But yes, I like that. It gives it a lot of like uh, roller coaster ups and downs, changes, mm. you know, all the time.
0: But I Jeremy, think, he's I think, oh, okay, he's, what's the thing? What's the thing, Nina?
1: No, 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 no. T- tell me because I was going to take us on another tangent. Otherwise, I'm just going to go on the other tangent. It's going to be a mess. So, what were you going to say? Please. Jeremy,
0: um, take I was just going to say Star Trek is particularly suited to that sort of style.
1: Oh oh yeah yeah exactly and that's why it fits so well that's jeremy Ooh. you're a genius and that's why i'm so thrilled by this idea <laughs> um but also on a different tangent on a different note uh jeremy um mm-hmm. who is your favorite character oh okay Ooh, that's a
0: good question who, who would i play like, who would like, you play
1: I... in if you were going to play the campaign of this season and what was your favorite session slash episode what was your that's a
0: good question that's a very good question and, and um, after i answer it expected. you're going to have to answer it back
1: i i that's what i was yep that's the plan uh but yeah if 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 you're too put on the spot i can take it or you can go first i don't mind either way i certainly
0: um, did enjoy sex pest riker
1: <laughs> everybody loves a good sex pest uh riker that is not so much yeah generally anybody else
0: um it's a, it's a tricky one. I feel, yeah, I'm going to go with just in general, Sex Pass Riker. Um, okay. It, because he is kind of the main character for a good portion of the series. Like, he's kind of set up as the main character once he's introduced. He's the the person who's coming onto the ship for the first time. He kind of has a connection with some people. Um, so I'm going to say Riker or Beverly.
1: Right. Okay. Riker or Beverly. Beverly made the cut. Yeah, I would say
0: if I'm going to play a character on this campaign on this ship, I'm either going to be that slightly less responsible member who but still can can kick ass when necessary, um, or Mm -hmm. you know do high kicks and and smack an admiral in the face, or (laughs) I'm going to be the um, slightly fiery doctor who doesn't ever really leave the ship but gets to be snarky at people.
1: Yep. Yeah, And say, like, you're being
0: stupid. You. This is a dumb reason. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm a doctor. <laughs>
1: you, yeah, straight up is just like, Picard, you're being a dumb shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, I love it. I You've picked, like, my favorite two characters, I think. Like, yes. apart from Troy and maybe Geordie. And and Data, obviously, because Data is <laughs> amazing. Um, I picked two of the five. You picked two of the five. And also Picard. Look, I love them all. Yeah. But Bev, I think, in terms of, like, playability... uh, super fun because she is open and honest like all of her time that's sort of like one of her main character sort of uh like traits is that she's like she's honest and she practices medicine in a way that puts the patient first every time and so she'll openly like try to do that regardless of whoever it is so that that's really fun to play and also her just general attitude towards like Picard and how like I I guess like separated he is from the rest of the ship she is the first one to kind of get under that and they start having breakfasts and like being super cute and hanging out um (laughs) And Rager, yeah, just general sex pest Rager. That's always fun to play because you can always just go in with that attitude of, like, I'm a tall white man and I can fuck whoever I I please. Generally, I mean, it's it's a it's that's why everybody fucking loves Bards, right? He's yeah, so he, much- is,
0: he is he's the Bard. He's the face of the group. He's just a high charisma warrior. Sometimes, maybe not even warrior. High intelligence, high charisma. Yeah, and he's the one that he's the first point of contact a lot of the yeah. time.
1: Yeah, he's the one that's like he,
0: talking to people and having to liaise with them. Yeah.
1: Exactly. He's second in command. So he has all of that fun, like fun power advantage of like, I ha- I can do pretty much anything yeah. <laughs> so long as I get the captains. Okay. And I'm the first one to go on missions on. um, Yeah. I think he's a very fun pick also because Jonathan Fricks is just a babe. Um yeah. But Jordy yeah. would be great because Jordy is super fun. Like the way that he, a kind of interacts with people is great. He's very mm. charming, very like relaxed, very charismatic in the in the sense that he is so genuine. It's like really appealing and really nice. And I feel like playing that as a character would be, or, or is it as a as a player would be really fun as well. Data would be great, though. <laughs> Data would be great.
0: Data, get ah. you get to be the the silly character of like, what is question? What is a Yankee? Yes.
1: <laughs> you could just be the shtick in the mud. Oh, yeah. and Wolf! Oh God, playing Wolf, oh, would be Wolf. Fun too. Well, he would definitely be Warrior, or, or not Warrior. Sorry, he'd definitely be Fighter. Wolf, uh, the fighter, yeah. Yeah, he'd be. Uh, maybe not a Barbarian. Oh, he does rage Ooh. quite often.
0: I think he's yeah. he's got a level in Barbarian, but most of it is Fighter, because he's yeah. very controlled with his fighting. He's like very good at it. It's not just wild, blind anger it's yeah. like he's able to harness that into his combat
1: so yeah, he's basically yeah.
0: a fighter who can rage
1: yes when he wants to when he chooses to i mean i
0: don't when want to say this do. it's essentially what klingons get a um a racial feature which is rage <laughs> which
1: damn is I'm gonna great. make it about race jeremy yeah it kind yeah, of is damn. because all
0: the klingons can do this apparently <laughs>
1: uh but yeah i i I don't know who. Honestly, I was I was leaning towards Riker and Bev because they're both really fun choices. But now I'm leaning towards them all because I love them so much. So I don't know. I'd be happy playing anyone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you Um, would. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, because they're just they're all such babes, and it'd be great. You just have a fun time. Um, Even characters who are like them, like it's Mm. you know, they're a good batch. They're a good bundle. But Tasha did need to go she didn't really fit i don't understand
0: they they oversold who how many people they had
1: yeah
0: now i believe is it is it deep space nine or voyager where there's a half klingon engineer
1: oh that's the uh that's voyager that's yeah
0: planet and i i think that's a really interesting one because this is just an aside because they've made a klingon woman as well (gasps) yeah and someone who is generally in Star Trek a lot more nurturing and caring, it's like that's mm-hmm. kind of what they should have gone for with Tasha Yar, someone who is yeah. fighting her own nature to be violent.
1: Yeah, maybe fighting against her own nature. They bring that in with a character, I think, in season two, who ends up being like a wolf's lover or like someone. Lover. I think his mother... Lover, I think he's the like the mother to Alexander who's the kid yeah. he ends up having. But she's half on half, and I love that actress actually I've got to find her because she comes in I think a little bit earlier as another race she's I think Vulcan sorry Mm -hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself season two I love season two I'm excited to do season two Jeremy I know it's gonna take a while it could take a year and that's fine that's fine (laughs) but I'm excited to I'm, I'm excited to do season two because it has a lot more variety in terms of um, quality of episode no sorry lot less variety in terms of quality of episode <laughs> lot less
0: variety it's like no, yeah it's all average
1: it hey it, look it starts not great but it gets better and that's what I'm a fan of Star Trek I season one is not a good se- place to start yeah season I'm two, trying to think even, of my,
0: my favorite episode from this season and it's not it's
1: hard because it's very yeah I'm gonna go for the Sex pest Riker episode because I mean I
0: mean narrow it down is, Angel One
1: Zero Zero One Zero Zero One, whatever it was. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. Angel yeah. One is where you get to see the chest hair sex. Best Angel record, One is but... the
0: is the chest hair where he's just like, Well, yeah. I guess I have to fuck the leader of this nation. And the next nobody one's like, Oh my to... god, this hologram. I'm really into this hologram.
1: <laughs> exactly. But I love the well, like, I have to fuck this the leader of this planet and like Troy and Sasha are you know, like yeah. nobody asked you to. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't. Uh, like, I mean, no I mean,
0: she that. asked them to, asked him to, so that's kind did of a thing. did she though? She, she just did. Said she like, did. Hey. She's like, "Hey, you've got to wear the exact dress that all of our males do, and you're going to come to my quarters for a, for." A, it's like mm. he she was kind of asking him to to come fuck her
1: for diplomatic reasons. Yeah, I guess, but still, damn.
0: I think um. that's what why I can't pick a favorite episode from this. There are moments in each episode <laughs> that I really enjoy. But yeah. I don't actually have an episode where I'm like, "That was really good." I mean, yeah. I think probably the closest is the Naked Now.
1: Man, wow, you're going all the way back to yeah. like what second episode season? Second one? episode
0: because that's just kind of goofy and fun, and mm-hmm. I'm always very much about goofy, goofy fun.
1: Goofy fun is goofy time. Man, I need to rewatch that actually because I can't even remember what happened. It just seems so bizarre to me that that, that they put that. That episode.
0: Yeah, that so is a early. second episode is so bizarre. But it's even wild. even down to Wharf doesn't get infected at all because no one touches Wharf.
1: Oh, poor lonely Wharf. It's like poor I NFL love that. Worf. Yeah, it's good writing, but also it's pretty fucking ridiculous. So, uh, yeah,
0: there's there's a there's a lot of not favorite bits. But I yeah. think there's no favorite episode because there's just bits and pieces of each episode where I'm like, that's really good. That's what I enjoy. Again, it's yeah. it's Riker um, with the chest hair. It's most mm-hmm. of one zero 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 one one someones whatever it was. And there's bits of conspiracy I like. there's bits in home soil that I like.
1: but it's not
0: that like there's enough in the episode where I'm like I I wouldn't call that a favorite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's even
1: bits in data Law, which, like, I, I don't mind. Mm. Like, But, uh, like, there's, there's, there's lots of... I can't even distinctly pull out or remember episodes. Too Short a Season? Was that yeah. the one? Too Short a yeah. Season is the one with
0: the Admiral, where he's getting older and older and older.
1: Yeah, like, I remember enjoying scenes, like, moments even, but nothing fully... Like rounded off into a whole episode. I think yeah. one zero one one zero one zero one one whatever gets gets my favorite tick just because one sex best Riker is great to watch, mm-hmm. and that kind of takes the ta- takes the cake. But also the the plot of that episode, I think, is handled fairly well. Yeah. <laughs> apart from them being sexist as fuck, uh, it's like I don't know. There's something it's, about well,
0: there's something well done about that one.
1: Yeah, because I think it also ticks off all the boxes of like that typical Star Trek like journey where, or like episode journey where it's like, oh, they've resolved an issue w- without violence. And I mm. really like that. Um, because, and that's classic Star Trek, whereas I think other episodes try to do that, but it's not as engaging or fun. Uh, and this, I don't know, the costuming was great. It was, it seemed fine. It was sort of like that like little, little, I don't know, perfectly rounded off thing. But I can't remember any of the others. I think it just this is really standing it, It's fair.
0: I, well, I'm thinking of things like, um, <laughs> what is it? The What's the one with the traveller?
1: Oh, oh, Where No One Has Gone Before,
0: which is just where so Where No bad. One Has
1: Gone Before. That's right. It that was back it was a Wesley episode. I remember yeah.
0: That. And, and even it. A Coming of Age, like that was a really good episode as well. Yeah. Because like, you've got this... That was the clash with Starfleet coming of age with the one with the tests at, um, at Starfleet Academy. And oh, going, like that I, was good. That yeah. was a good, solid episode, but it didn't have really my favorite. It didn't have anything for me to make it stand out above the others. And a lot of the time I'm thinking things like 10111 with the binary folk. Mm. That one, as a game master, as a writer, I'm like, there are so many things that are in here to fill time. Yeah, And I really appreciate that because I'm, I'm, I've invested in it Mm -mm. because I don't know why they're doing these things. I don't know why they're acting sus. I don't know why Riker's is being held back, but you can see it building up as the characters have to respond to these things without knowing why. And it's Mm -hmm. only at the end of the episode where you figure out what happened and that's where you end the session. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. You solved the problem. The problem was was just built so much of it is build up to the problem rather than just putting the problem in front of people at the start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it I like
0: of, that as a writer.
1: I, I agree. And I like that as like a player of a dnd Yeah. D D or like a game as well, because you discover things along the way and that's the great that's the great that makes you as a player enjoy it all the more because it's like any kind of good literature or writing or reading or any kind of Anything really is the player learning things as they go. And it makes you feel connected and enjoyable. And it it adds, sorry, I don't know even what I'm saying anymore. I'm kind of, I apologize. Uh, can we cut all of that out?
0: <laughs> no, we're leaving it in. It's a wrap up episode. Everything no! stays in.
1: Cut it, kill it. Um, But yeah, I I, I think even, because there's that episode with the Klingons and Wolf as well yeah. that I like. But yeah. I like bits of that because it really really narrowed in on one particular character that we don't see a lot in this season at all and I think and it, and it did it well like it did it surprisingly or brought up topics that I think would be really fun to explore in a history in sorry in the backstory of a character in a DM d yeah. game or like in a role-playing game that doesn't typically happen where you really dive into a person's like a particular moral quandary focused on a player and their yeah. back history, or like backstory and what's going on with them, which you don't typically do, and I, I really enjoy that in this episode. I forget what it's called. I'm gonna look it up. Um, uh, that
0: one's Heart of Glory.
1: Heart of Glory, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where he has to pick between the dudes, and the... Or he doesn't really. Have I mean, to he
0: doesn't either. really have to pick. He's made his choice yeah. a long time ago. But that the audience doesn't know he's made his choice a long time because we haven't seen him. Yeah. Um, really do this yeah. that one is much more of a heavy role play episode to me yes. that's something that the dungeon master or the game master needs to step aside with the player and go hey we're going to focus on you for a bit are you <laughs> yeah. up for that are you okay with this are you comfortable
1: <laughs> are you, you
0: going to go back into your history and the stuff that you've given me as a player character as a as a backstory and we're going to delve into that and start talking about it? it's like in the um in critical role as an example it's the briarwood arc
1: Oh, it's like this okay, is cool. something yeah. very
0: heavily connected with a character's backstory and we're going to delve into what makes them tick and what their problems are and what issues they've got coming up in the future and you're going to have to be okay with that because it's going to be a lot of heavy work on you for a little period and everyone okay. else will be doing stuff too but this is your arc
1: <laughs> this is your story it's your time to shine which yeah. is 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 fun as a player to have that but like yeah also very intimidating but yeah no it's 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 definitely fun to see this here in wolf and it's like a good example of that i think um or an episode or a session like that where he's yeah. focused on the one character
0: i'm so just remembering I, I i had a similar thing happen to me in a game where i had my half orc fighter his dad was a human mm. his mother was an orc Um, And he remembered that, like, he'd been a slave for a lot of his life because the village had been raided by goblins, everyone had been killed, he'd been dragged away as a kid, but his dad wasn't there. So he was just like, I've always hated my dad because he wasn't there when my mother got killed and he could have saved us kind of thing. And then later on in the campaign, the Dungeon Master introduces me to my dad. (gasps) And he's like this famous warrior. Shit and like leader of a a faction and my character like this was kind of set up on a a silver platter like what are you gonna do and i'm just like my guy freaks out he never expected this he's just going to shut his mouth he's going to hide he's going to be a little little shy and just kind of sit there and go okay i need to make sure this is my dad because i'm going to kill this guy and i can't just kill people willy-nilly i gotta i gotta make sure this is the right guy and then i'm gonna kill him
1: yeah wow
0: but what he didn't did say anything about it. He just like, okay, cool. I've got my target now.
1: Damn. Damn. So he didn't warn you or tell you? or
0: No, he didn't. Want, like, he kind of said, hey, this is... I, I think he might. I might have had a bit of an idea um, that okay. it was coming up. Like, I think I've been asking around, hey, have you ever heard of a fighter that looked like this sort of uh, thing? And okay, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, that sounds like this guy. I'm like, oh, it sounds like this guy, huh? All right. <laughs> that kind of matches with the the information I've got and putting two and two together, which was quite difficult for my poor dumb guy. But, <laughs> yeah. And I particularly liked it because at the end, he, um, he headbutted his dad in the face and oh. basically challenged him to a duel. It's like, I'm going to kill you for what you did. And they had this pitch battle. And eventually his dad's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't be there. Yeah, fuck I came back too late and everyone was gone and I assumed you were dead.
1: Oh, dude. Dude.
0: Like my guy's just just crying. He's like, I don't know what to do now. Do I kill him? Do I join him? Do I get his approval? What happens?
1: (laughs) That is some heavy shit to deal with the session. But, like, it adds... It's fun to watch. Also, even as a player who's not going through that, like, it's fun to watch. Like, it's it's great because it's story unfolding before your very eyes. And it's, like... It's lovely to be in the middle of that and just be like, oh, my God, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And also to have the pressure completely off you from having to perform or do any deep discovery trauma mm-hmm. sessions about mm-hmm. your path. Um Going back to yeah.
0: Carole, I do. I, there's a lot of the time you see, like, when they, like, have Matt Mercer turn to them and go, Laura. And they're like, "Oh shit! Now it's my turn. All right, I don't know what to do." It's like these are professional voice actors who like do this for yeah. a living, and suddenly it's like, "Oh, I got to play make believe." All right, I don't want to. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: great! It's so good. But yes, okay. Uh, what do you want to? What should we do? Should we pick our favorite or our least favorite episodes? I mean, it's I mean, not least that hard favorite to... episodes.
0: There are so many. There are so yeah. many. Um, I'm trying bottom. to. Code of Honor. Code of Honor is up there. Basically. Code of Honor is up there. Last Outpost is really up there. Yeah. I, mm, Code of Honor is just offensive.
1: Mm.
0: And, mm-hmm. but it, it's okay. Like, it's well made It's overall. racist. It's just racist. It's
1: racist and misogynistic. Yes. Let's not forget it's like, that. There's so
0: many problems with it. But it's, it's a, like, the plot of the episode is pretty straightforward. It's just a racist plot. Whereas, and it's, it's written basically the same way. Last Outpost is poorly written as well as being racist and misogynist and all the other problems.
1: Yeah, I would say Code of Honor is equally poorly written, though, but that's just me. I feel like Last Outpost, though, they get a tie. Like, they're both bad. They're both both horrendous, and they don't need to be in this. Like, if if they weren't in the season at all, if they weren't in the Star Trek universe at all, I'd be happy. Like, because we don't need to have an introduction to the Ferengi. They're just other alien dudes we don't need to you know what i mean like we don't need this introduction to them because that's what the last that's what it is right that's that episode yeah yeah with the, yeah, yeah with i um, and yeah it's not i really great. think
0: there's that period of four episodes in a row where it's code of honor last of last outpost where no one has gone before and then lonely among us and all yeah. four of them are not great no and no. like Lonely Among Us, that's that's alright, sort of. There's some some redeeming features in that. When no one has gone before, it's like it's creepy how into Wesley the Traveller is and how everyone's just like, Oh, the traveler's so special, everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um yeah. But
0: the fact that it's those three episodes in a row.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh no. Also well,
1: there's like justice, I think, is after that, right? The, yeah, the, justice the, is the, soon. Everybody after it. creepy naked, not even creepy naked, just just Southern California, Southern California, naked, <laughs> Southern naked. California. <laughs> naked white eugenics focused episode, like the- seatbelt
0: nipple clamps, yeah.
1: Seatbelt nipple clamps.
0: I can't and remember what we called them.
1: The first, even so, that's like that's straight up though, like the the first quarter of the like, yeah. this season. like the first half almost of this season. Um, is this I'm impressed. Right? This,
0: uh, this 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 role playing group stuck around after that lot.
1: Yeah, I'm, man, oh, everything went wrong. It was such yeah. a bad takeoff. Ah, uh, damn.
0: Yeah, so yeah. those, the first quarter of the season is really my least. Like, they it's really, oh, they the Naked Now that's saving it. If I was watching this week to week, it's like, all right, Q, that's a really interesting thing. Oh, the Naked Now, look, it's all goofy. And then I'll get like four episodes in a row of just like offensive bullshit. I'm like, I'm not sure I like this show anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm, I, I, that's what I imagine. Like people thinking when they watched it in the '80s, even just like, how is this keep still going? Like, how yeah. did this manage it? A- which I, I, I totally understand. But hey, you know what? I'm glad it stuck in there because now we got Star Trek yeah. Next Generation, and it gets so much better. Like, there is so much better. Man, this epi- oh, I just can't. yeah. If we do season two, which we're gonna be doing,
0: well, give I us feedback, saying. everyone. Um, tell what us if you do, like this. I know do there's a few like listeners out there who really going. enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> who think we're funny, that uh think we're funny and that we Aww. we uh entertaining to listen to. Um uh, but please if you'd like us to do um Star Trek Next Generation season two, uh yeah. let us know. Uh you can reach us on DND and T V P O D at Gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at DND and T V P O D. Um leave reviews on on all the places podcasts have found, that would be really great can um, what else that way I
1: can I can convince Jeremy to maybe do season two that's but true but yeah if, if you that's give true. us better reviews the more likely it's gonna happen so
0: because they, that's you know, what it is I ask my guest each time what would you like to do it's not me choosing this episode these uh these I'm, series. I'm the
1: one who put us all through this just so you know it was me yeah. I decided I was like yeah Star Trek next generation and Jeremy was like from the beginning I'm like from the beginning baby like, from okay. the top we're you gonna don't want to pick it.
0: like a better episode better season okay
1: <laughs> nope nope we're watching it from the beginning why because no one has ever done it before we're going <laughs> where no one has ever gone before there are
0: definitely no Back other the podcasts the out there that are talking about Star Trek next generation this is definitely not something that anyone else is touching on
1: jeremy from the beginning though where (laughs) no one dareth go where we have gone conquered and come out the other end of
0: we survived is the important thing
1: we survived, and we're very much uh, the yeah the the rock and fucking Avengers of this uh, first season because it's awful. We did that for you. I'm just saying yeah, we love yeah. you. We also did there, that. Jeremy, there did are that good things, me, things in there actually. as well. I'm so sorry, yeah.
0: there are <laughs> yeah. good things in there as well, and hopefully people have been able to take some things away for um, planning their RPGs.
1: Yeah, because like I have as well, and I've I've really enjoyed some episodes and had some good. I don't know. I I guess taken takeaways from this, some good ideas. From like mm. that, I wasn't. I was surprised because I wasn't expecting to. <laughs> some there's, episodes in particular. I yeah. was
0: taught very early on in my f- studying film career that. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter how bad a film is; there is always some redeeming feature.
1: Right.
0: There is something about what? the film that makes it not worth watching, but something that they did right. Okay,
1: that's And that's, there's that's no completely.
0: Like there's no completely discardable film.
1: Right. Yeah, what about like <laughs> what about like one of oh man? I can't even think of a bad movie. There,
0: there are many. There are many. There the are Room is a good example.
1: No. Oh my um, god! How did I? No, but The Room is iconic. We can't pick. Yes, the room because
0: that's people, a good. But that's the thing that there is something about The Room that you watch is yeah. like a kind of a train wreck, and it's like it's so it bad now. that it's good. So you do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that you're like you're drawn to. Yeah. And that makes it worthy of, of watching. Uh, and television is the same, that every episode, even these really bad ones, sometimes it's just what not to do, but sometimes it's like, oh, I kind of like that mannerism that the character chose. I can bring that into an NPC. And that's mm-hmm. what I've been trying to achieve with this series.
1: Just resources, everybody. Yeah. Everything's a resource. Everything can be used in every other way. A drum. Everything's, a drum. Everything's a drum. Everything's a shape. Everything's a have not I,
0: I, I haven't. That's going to be the next one. Everyone's the resource. <laughs> Everything's an NPC. Everything's a monster. Uh, but what I'd like to, to say, because Nina, not a monster at all, uh, was Aww. wonderful as my co-host. Aww. I would like to Aww. say thank you so much, not just Aww. for going on this, this five-year journey, <laughs> five-year mission <laughs> uh, with oh, me, God. but also for suggesting it in the first place, because thank you. It's not one I would have chosen myself. And I think it's fun that, <laughs> that because of the aspect of what we we're saying about the episodic nature, it's something that works really well for RPGs. So well, thank you I'm, for picking it.
1: You, hey, no problem. Also, thank you for putting up with me <laughs> picking it. I really appreciate it. It's been really, really fun. Uh, just to chat in a way and actually having someone to talk about Star Trek with. So that's been fun. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate all the work that you've done because this has been mostly this is your podcast. This is, this like is my every- baby, yeah. This is your baby. This is your little off offspring. So I appreciate you letting me put my Star Trek nerdiness um, into it. Uh, into the ether. <laughs> into the internet. Into the internet. Um, it's been a good time. But yes, mm. I appreciate you. Uh, and, and hopefully,
0: we, hopefully, you're doing. back for for season two or a different show yes. as well. Or a different I show. Know, yeah. I we know we've talked fun. about Farscape, and I would be yes. very excited to talk about Farscape. Uh, I was going
1: to say that would be amazing. Farscape yeah. is definitely on my list, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh,
0: I, I would love to hear feedback from, or we both would like to hear feedback from from listeners. Uh, so the the things I mentioned before. But thank you to the listeners for coming along this journey with us as well.
1: Kondanna, without you, it's yeah. uh, it's all you, baby, all you beautiful eardrums. We're doing
0: tape. it for you, really. So yeah. you're entertained. Like we we could just think this stuff to ourselves and talk about it. We don't need to to publish this podcast at all I like to that's the point And so if you do have feedback I've already said that leave reviews thank you for that again um, anything else I need to talk about I don't no. think so I'm going to be I think when this goes up I'll have already been at PAX um, oh
1: that's exciting Oh, fun. Have fun. So, that's in Melbourne. Yep.
0: Yep. Awesome. That's in Melbourne. Uh, if you'd like to play games with me, come down to Fortress and Emporium in Melbourne uh, every Sunday where I run games. Uh, you can get a ticket for $20 and that's going to be expanding out as well. Check out Masters of Alchemy. Uh, that's a really good dungeon mastering thing. It's uh, run by Meek who was on the Gossip Girl series with me. Uh, uh, awesome. Any other She's great.
1: She is. Yeah. Meek's
0: amazing. I'm plugging me.
1: That's my plug. I'm plugging
0: <laughs> me. So me. That, that sounds wrong, but okay.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, what a way to end. I'm so, oh, I mean, no, there's so many bad. Anyway, that's. So, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> before we go deeper down that rabbit hole, let's. No, uh,
1: don't even say that. So, anyway, we and we and TV
0: will be taking a break uh, next uh-huh. week. Um, just to give me some time off as we prep the new season. Uh, but watch the socials because there will be hints about what's going to be coming next. Any final words, Nina? Would you like to say anything?
1: <laughs> I thought we this ended is-
0: because there was a dog barking. <laughs> oh, the dog next door. No, In he's a dick. Back-
1: yeah, fuck. No, this is, um- this is the
0: moment at the end of the episode where everyone's reformed on the bridge and Picard said his pithy little thing. Um, about, about whatever the episode was. Maybe we're friends all along. So until next time, uh, stay safe. Uh, be kind to yourselves. May all your crits be hits.
1: And um, don't forget to Wesley Crush It. I'm going to outro with the outro, which is the music and Picard going, we've learned something all along. Something, something words and then Will Racker looks at him and then Troy's smiling and then we go zoom out of the ship and Da-da! that's it